On the Foscast today, we have got one of my former West Brom teammates, the big Swede himself, Jonas Olsen. We've got a bit of Zlatan Ibrahimovic talk for you, the private plane terminal footballers get to use when they travel to away games, and Nicholas Anelka's pink Rolls Royce. Yes, I said that. Pink Rolls Royce. It's the Foscast. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Jonas, welcome to the Fozcast. Um, I played with you for seven seasons, okay? Seven years. And my thoughts, my straightaway thoughts of, of big Eunice Olsen is he's strong, he's commanding, he's brave. He'll give everything he's got out on the football pitch. In today's football, has it changed a little bit? Has football gone soft, Jonas? No, I don't think so. I think uh, in each position, you, you premiere the, the um, uh, you know, Playing up from the back, those kind of uh, uh, factors. So I think the defensive side of football has changed, so to speak. It's a different uh, game. Like if you were playing in today's football in the Premier League, yeah, I wouldn't manage. Would you? Yeah, would you sort of worry a little bit that it's it's gone away from the physicality yeah. and it's more about the technical ability? It's more about the getting the ball off the goalie and trying to and trying to break that press and, and play out. Not that part because I thought I was. Quite all right playing up from the back. Did uh, you? <laughs> you never gave me the ball. <laughs> it was one kick along. <laughs> but I think in terms of I think in terms of defensive approach, I think most teams want to press high. Yeah. And I would have struggled big time with that. I wanted to defend like two yards out from you. You know, sitting deep, heading away, crosses coming in. So that part of the game I, I wouldn't be able to to uh, to cope with. Is, I'm I'm just, sure. I was just trying to wrap my brain there and think of is there still any defenders? Craig Dawson, that's about the only one that comes to mind. What is in kind of all action defenders? Yeah, maybe Everton, like Tarkovsky. Big target. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Um, But you know, it's trends in football. Now now the trend has been the last few years with the the Gagan pressing. You want to press high. And of course, with that, you know, the the type of centre halves and wing backs changes, of course. If you look at the wing backs today, I think I would say every wing back in, in, in the league has his. Strength in in, uh, uh, in the attacking side of the game, you know. You see the fullbacks, incredible fullbacks at Liverpool, Alexander Arnold, uh, Robertson. Uh, you have Luke Shaw, Wan Bissaka, United. And little oh, play. Even you can look at yeah. Villa. You've got Dinya. You've got Matty Cash. It's, yeah. Is, you know is, is I mean? it fair to say that the, the the defensive element comes almost second now yeah. for for these wing backs? Totally. And I, I would say in, in, that's what I meant a little bit with. I think each position. If you look at a centre half. The first thing would be, oh, how is this build up? If mm. you look at a goalkeeper, mm. how is this, this uh, uh, you know, playing out with, yeah. with Is he comfortable? Feet? Is he comfortable with yeah. that? Is he comfortable, uh, you know, 
being that type of sweeper, yeah. almost like like Manuel Neuer at, at Bayern Munich or Ederson at, at, at City. So, uh, yeah, I would say that aspect has, has so, changed. So when you were both playing under Tony Pulis, for example, that was play it out 60 yards from the back to the forward. No, no, no. I was not allowed to pass to Jonas. I was not allowed to pass to any of the centre-backs, any of the <laughs> defenders. No chance on this earth. It, it was, wasn't even an option. Boot it as hard as you can, as long as you can. Right, can I tell you, this is, you'll back me up on this, Jonas, right? Mm-hmm. If the ball went out of play for a goal kick, it would be slow, as slow as you possibly can, wouldn't it? it is, mm. Everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is a slow. Yeah, take do the not, rhythm out of the yeah, game. Do not rush to get the ball, no matter what. If we're winning 1-0, we're losing 1-0, doesn't matter. Just It always has to be the same, right? You slowly go and get the ball, you put it down, you wait for everybody to be exactly in position, and I mean precisely in position, <laughs> yeah, don't they, yeah? yeah? And then I kick it as far as humanly possible. As far as humanly possible, up there. And that was every day in training as well. Yeah, every day you in played training. all the time, eleven v eleven, yeah. and it was that you know focus around organization, uh, you know percentage football. Yeah, percentage football. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. get it up into that sort of quality street, right yeah. up in that top corner. Yeah. Um, but that uh, that's I I used to think that was. But you fell in line easy as well. I was trying to be a renegade. You know, play me in. We would do something different, and you went, no, no. no. The gaffer wants us to launch it. Let's let's do that. Honestly, the amount of arguments we used to have on the pitch where he give me the ball, give me the ball, and I'm thinking, <laughs> no, I'm going to get shouted at here by Tony You're always worried, maybe for a good reason. Yeah, for, <laughs> for, for a good reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, it brings me then nicely on to um, I said at the beginning there that you're this big, brave, commanding, yeah. and towards the end of your career, you used to have a few injury problems. Your Achilles specif- mm-hmm. specifically was it was a big problem for you, wasn't yeah. it? Um, how how sort of how dedicated were you and how tough were you that even though you were going out to training every single day, mm. you would be in pain, but you would, would just yeah. sort of soldier on for it, wouldn't you? I would. Uh, looking at it in, in retrospective, I, I should have had an operation earlier than I did. Yeah. I, I played with that pain for three or four years. Was that an option to have an operation? Uh, well, I, it was an option, uh, but I, I think maybe it's... Um, Swedish thing or is it a thing of our generation you get on with things you yeah. know you, you you do your job you you try to uh, to fight it out uh, as long as you can and and that injury I had was tendonitis so it was a tricky one because you could play with it in terms of like uh, there was no risk you were gonna you make know, it make it tore or yeah. t- tear the kills or anything but as long as you could cope with the with the pain it, it would be all right but the problem for me was I I played with it three years, and then obviously you know as well you didn't train in the in the yeah. weeks, you know. You, and sooner or later, it's going it's going to get to you. And so, uh, so it was Achilles tendonitis you were playing with. So it how was, yeah. how do you with like football? Like yeah. How do you play with Achilles tendonitis? Because there's a lot of turning and sharp movements, yeah. and you must have been in bits after the games. I was, yeah. Uh, I had to do a warm up before the warm up, <laughs> and then of course it it helped being a, a centre half because. I think a lot about being a centre-half is, is organising players around you. Uh, as you get older, especially, anyway. As you get older, as you get more experienced. And um, <laughs> I think Garrett McCauley, who I played with uh, at centre-half, he was, I think, five years older than me as well. Yeah. He had to do a little bit more running those uh, those years and cover for me. But he, he he could do that, though. That's why I think that partnership in particular, yeah. you and Big G, Mac, yeah. I think back now, and I, I enjoy, I love playing behind you guys I really did hmm. um, but I, I, I would have, I would imagine that if I was an opposition player and I was coming up against you two especially from set pieces yeah. you, that's a big old threat isn't it because you could score from set pieces GMAT would 
absolutely buzz off trying to get at the end of corners and free kicks as well, wouldn't he? Yeah, and we had uh, we had Craig Dawson as well, yeah. who, who I think nowadays is probably the the best header of the ball Attacker, in the Prem. Yeah, yeah when, when it comes to, totally to attacking uh, corners and, and set pieces. So yeah, uh, and obviously under Pulis, I think we played four or five centre centre backs. Yeah. I think we played. <laughs> Dawson was at right back. Me and G Mac in the in the middle. Can't remember who was left back. But Johnny Evans. Johnny, played Johnny, left Johnny back. Was, yeah, but he played a, a holding <laughs> midfielder normally. <Yeah. laughs> so we had a lot of um, height in the team, of course, and good li- delivery from from Chris Brandt. Brenty, yeah. Uh, but I think yeah, what made our partnership so good was that we, I, I think we. You know, he, he could trust me to be me, yeah. and I could trust him to be to be him. We knew our strength, yeah. and we knew our weaknesses, and we were very good in decision making to 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 cover those weaknesses. I think you were, that's what I mean. You got to have a bit of a humbleness about you, haven't you, yeah. to understand what your limitations are, what your capabilities are. Yeah. Um, it brings me back to my original question of: Is footballers are footballers getting soft? Because when we were talking about that, there, you could have had an operation three or four years prior mm. to playing with this Achilles tendonitis. Um, I saw it towards the end of my career. A lot of the younger players, they would feel the pressure and the stress so much more than what they did back in the day. Obviously, the rise of social media, it's a lot more heightened, a lot more scrutiny. Um, And I would see younger players take the easy option. Mm. They would, if an operation was there for them, if an extended time out, three months, four months, Mm. they would quite happily say, that's me. Yeah, but Ben, is is that... Is that taking the easy way out or is that doing the right thing and getting the problem sorted? Yeah, I think it's a fine line for this. I totally understand what you're saying here. Yeah. I think it's a fine line. You, there's, there's a point where I think a lot of things you can work through and you can, like I say, if, you, yeah. if there's is a possibility of doing rehab and strengthening the area to make it better, you can do that. Um, but sometimes an operation is the only option. But I have seen it where it's, right, you could work really hard in the gym and rehab and you mm. could make this all right. But I've seen them quite happily say, no, I think I'll just have the operation. Thank right, you. Okay. That's me ruled out for four months. I, I think a big factor as well in that is, you know, what kind of manager you have. Mm. You, you have, a, have, have you got a manager who's, who's like constantly, oh, I need you this game, I need you. Uh, then, then you play through it. Yeah. If you have a manager who's uh, have a more, I don't know, holistic approach, yeah. he would say to you, do what's best for, for, uh, for the injury. We want for it to you, be for your long yeah. term. And I, I figure as well when when I uh, play through it, you're constantly on contracts that are about to expire. Yeah. So right, it's never a really good time to be out for four or five months. Even even though you know within yourself, yeah, I should have probably get this operation, you know, done, and then I'm out for five or six months. But yeah. then then you start, oh, okay, okay. So you know, if that rehab takes a little bit longer, you know, I'm, I'm, I only have this. Time left on my contract. They're going to release me, maybe. So I don't get back into the team. That, that must so, be a real worry, mustn't it? Yeah. I guess as as well. Even if you if you, even if yeah. you go to renew, would the yeah. club then have a little bit of yeah. um, an advantage yeah. and go, yeah. well, you've been out for yeah. for yeah. four months, that, five that months. Achilles so, is a worry. So I think that was. Um, I don't know if I answered your question, but I think if I look at the club, what they should have had, uh, you know, they should have a medical team that have the authority and yeah. integrity. To say, okay, this is the medical opinion. If you do this operation, it's a big chance it's going to be, you know, three or four months, and you'd be, uh, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. And they made the decision for you. I think when you when when they leave the decision to you, 
it's going to be hard because you have pressure from the manager, you have pressure from your family, maybe yourself. you know, you, yeah, yourself, of course. And um. elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So, so um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. No, it's good. I like it. No, it's yeah. true, though. And, yeah, yeah. and what's it, what does it look like in terms of... Um, kind of the drugs you'd have to take to manage the pain, to manage the swelling, anti-inflammatories. Yeah, is, that, is that literally a daily occurrence where you will be taking pills to basically yeah. numb the pain? Daily for three years, for sure. And you, you know yourself, in the morning when you, you're struggling to get out of bed, yeah. I remember I had, my daughter was like, uh, she was three years at, at the time, and I was, that was when I decided to do the operation. I was sitting with her at, a, at the playground, and I was sitting because I was in pain. Yeah. And she started like, uh, yeah, running away from the playground to, you know, something that was a dog. She was playing. She was running. And it was running towards like a, um, a street where there were cars and stuff. And I was just, you know, trying to catch her. And I like, you know, I was a Premier League player, but I couldn't catch her because I was <laughs> like limping. And and then I thought, nah, this is this is no way to, to do it. And uh, uh, then I got the operation. That, what, that's crazy, but, by but, the way, isn't it? What, I think people think you guys, you're just absolute yeah. animals, machines, and yeah. obviously you go out on Saturday and, <laughs> and you get it done. But those yeah. little life things of, yeah. like you said, getting out of bed, and I'm yeah. guessing you're going to be hop- you know, with something like tender nights, you're going to be hobbling around Stay, in the week, yeah, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. And you had like more or less two hours of preparation before every training. Like I said, you had to do yeah, a warm up before yeah. the warm up, you have to do treatment, you, you went in the, in the warm pool, maybe. Yeah. And then you you go out and you you do the warm up with the team, and you stretch and you, and then you know come to the end of the of the session, then you start to feel like really good. So uh, yeah, that that would be it. And like I say, <laughs> you'd you'd start did they started doing a thing called prehab, which was the 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 session before the rehab. Yeah. Which so you'd do prehab and then you'd do rehab and then you'd do go out to training and mm-hmm. then you'd come back in. But it was all... So you'd see them on a Saturday. The only time you'd really see the football players would be on a Saturday. And you're full of adrenaline. You're full of all these anti-inflammatories. You're good to go. Mm. You look and you feel actually like, oh yeah, I think you know I can do this. What Mm. adrenaline does to your body on a Saturday afternoon is... It's 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 indescribable, isn't it? It is literally indescribable. But it's only after the game that night or the next morning and you wake up and you are... Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's like you've been hit by a train, isn't it? We're talking about football here, by the way. Rugby, I'm sure, is absolutely brutal. I'm, I, I, I know it would be. Mm. But it's as you get older, especially in football, gosh, does it take a toll on your body, doesn't yeah, it? It does, for sure. And then uh, I played with the Swedish national team as well for, for a long time. So there was like, I think for, you know, five or six years, there was no rest mm. whatsoever. You know, when when the... When the Premiership had a, had a weekend off, you played national team. When when you had a 
a few weeks into into summer, you had national yeah. games or or, or um, um, what's the tournament or the Euro tournament yeah. exactly. So you had, yeah, it was constant for for four or five. Years. Is this why like certain players get towards the end of the career? I don't know about you guys, but like th- there's players that retire in like their, let's say mid thirties, and and I'll look at some of them and go, why why are they retired? They could still do it. They mm. could really still do it. Mm. Do you think part of it is? Yeah, they can still do it, but it's just the years and years of the niggles. It comes to a point where you go, I could still do it, but the reality is I just don't want to anymore. Uh, for me, it was like that. I, I retired, obviously, uh, a little bit later when I was uh, 35. But I, I came to the point where I realized as well, my, my career, I built my career on being professional. Yeah. I knew I had, I was limited as a footballer. I knew I had to do everything better than the rest in terms of being professional, uh, what I eat, uh, you know, I have to sleep well, I have to do the uh, the stretching, everything I have to do 100%. So I came to a point where I was like 35 and thought, you know, I didn't feel like doing that part of it. And I knew if I if I don't do that, then I'll be you the average perform. player. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, and, and I think for, you know, a question... Tom, I think that's the case for a lot of players. Uh, you, you know, if you want to play at that level, yeah, you need to 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 do all those things. You need to sacrifice a lot of nice parts of your life to sure. to be able to perform at that level. So, um, it might feel if you if you you know listening to this or you're looking out, yeah, well, you're living the dream. Yeah, you are living the dream, but you're doing it for 20, 25 years, and and um, as anything, I would say it's it's. That's the difference, yeah, isn't it? It, it, When you've been becomes, doing it for it becomes, that long. It's yeah. like when, when you finished, Ben, when you left Watford, and I think you had eight months, was it eight months yeah. out? Oh. And then when you went back into Wrexham, and I remember you saying, like, you saying to me, like, I've got used to the the nice things, retiring, yeah. going out on a Friday night and, and having something to eat that I maybe normally wouldn't on a Friday, mm. or having a beer, mm. or something like that. I think those things that you kind of, you got used to, didn't you, in that uh, time? You know, oh, those things were brilliant, but it, uh, I think the the big, the big thing for me was the it was the getting ready before training. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it yeah, used yeah. to kill. It hurts so yeah. much. Like you get out of the car, you're stiff as a board. You got to go do. Well, you'd um, do an hour on the bike. Would uh, that loosen you up? That would loosen me up for mm. sure. But then you'd have to go and do all the the sort of the prehab stuff as well, where it's all the stretching, and then you run mm. out onto the football pitch, and the first few dives are free. It's cold, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. your body hurts, and. You, yeah, it's uh, a grind, yeah. And when it's raining mm. and it's windy, and you're thinking, "Oh, come on." Yeah. Come on, I don't need it. Was there was a one moment in particular because you finished your career at Wigan, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, you had a little six game stint. Um, yeah. So left West Brom after seven seasons. Um, mm-hmm. Went to back to Jurgarden in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Played uh, a season there. They got promoted. Then you you went and played a six game stint at did, Wigan. Yeah. Was um, a one moment in particular, or was it just a culmination of it where you thought, no, listen, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore? Yeah. To be fair, I, I went to Sweden and played for for Jurgarden, and and the uh, and the season in Sweden it it uh, starts in the in the spring. Yeah. And then it finished in, in November. Ah, okay. uh, so I finished in, at Jurgården in November 2018. And I thought, I, I made my mind up. I'm going to retire now. I, I'm not feeling it anymore. And I went to do all those stuff. Like you said, like you have, I went to Bali to surf. I went to to India to go hiking and, and do yoga and stuff. So I was in the north of, uh, of India, Punjab. And then this British agent calls me. This is like 2019 in January. He says, like, yeah, well, how are you holding up? And I said, yeah, well, yeah, I'm enjoying uh, enjoying some time off. Yeah. And then he was saying, oh, well, it's a club, a championship club in England. They, they won, a, like, a, a third-choice centre-off. 
and I thought about it, and uh, I said, oh, all right, I'll go for, uh, I'll go for uh, six months. And as soon as I came to, to work again, great club, great people around the club, but I felt like, nah, I must feel it. Yeah, well, what, am what am I doing? What am I doing? But then I started, you know, you get into the um, uh, routines with training, and, and I, I quite enjoyed it. I didn't play a lot, but then you come to a moment in, in April, I think, you know, I spoke to my friends back home, and, and, and they were like, one of my best friends was getting married, and I'm on this coach down to Bristol, and I know I'm going to be like third or fourth short. I'm not going to play. I'm going to do doggies after the game. And I'm Explain 30. what doggies are yeah, to doggies us. is like box-to-box runs after the game, that, like the subs are doing. Yep. Just to get a, um, Keep a fitness, fitness hit levels, yeah. Yeah, after the game. And I'm thinking, you know, why am I doing this? It, it was, you know, it's one thing doing that when you're like 20 or 25. Yeah, because then yeah, you know, yeah. like, all right, if I play my cards right, if I do well, there's like a, another step on, on this ladder. But... It was very obvious this was the, the final uh, station on my on my career. Um, so then I thought, nah, no, I'm not having not having this. And then two weeks later, the the season ended. We stayed up, which was uh, which was uh, uh, we were struggling a bit uh, that year. So that was a nice way to to finish as well. And then I hung up my boots after that. Legends, can we talk about your boots? You just mentioned boots there. I've got. Um, so uh, your time at uh, West Brom, um, mm-hmm. you were famous for wearing the same boots, Jonas. <laughs> and I've, I've actually searched for a lot of pictures, and you are, you do actually wear a few different variations. Yeah. But, but like all... most things with me, like yeah, if you find something that works, no, but like, you stick I, I, to it. No, but you, you like with you and Brunty and Mossa, you always tend to like the stories with me. You always tend to like rewrite them. No, <laughs> and like you say, if you look at the facts, you see me wearing white boots. You, like you've, you've, got a, you've got a few Don't let the truth colors. get in the way of a good story. Exactly that. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, that's that we live by. <laughs> right. well, that's then, what Fossil is by, yeah. yeah. There, w- there was one point in time at West Brom where um, Adidas re- released a boot called the Adi Pro. Um, they were these white leather boots with a bit of blue laces, um, black Adi stripes. Uh, you know the boots. Yeah, sweet. Um, and you wore them for the yeah. best part of two years, okay? Easily two for years, two years, in fact, yeah. Easily, yeah. right? But not like... <laughs> Not like three or four different pairs. It was the one pair. Yeah. Because your Achilles was so yeah. bad, right? And yeah. you were having so many problems with it. And I know I shouldn't laugh at this, right? But every day we would come into the treatment room and Jonas would be there half an hour before training started and he would be cutting this, like, I'm the thickest foam, thickest like medical foam you've ever seen in your life, right? And he would be shoving it into his boot, shoving it, <laughs> making like a big heel, a big arch support, a big... Th- all for his Achilles, right? And, and it would become a, a running theme every day. We would come in and laugh at him because the boots were two years old. They had cracked. Yeah, the, they were the, horrible. Yeah. They were cracked. They were horrible. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. stunk, yeah? The level was... They pe- stunk as well, <laughs> honestly, yeah. The, 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 it was peeling away from the sole. Like, <laughs> honestly, it's like they were disgusting. They weren't even white anymore. They were like brown. No, they were like brown, grey, yellow. They were horrible, yeah. right? But... You stuck they, with they them. They were the color, like when you when you have uh, smoked in your apartment for like forty years. <laughs> Started as white, take, well, turned okay, out yellow. Take the picture away, and you see like. But you were so, you were so um, like you needed these boots, didn't you? Yeah. You, these were the boots that got you through everything because <laughs> they were comfy, they were yeah. soft, they yeah. gave a little bit, yeah. and you could mold that bit of foam into that <laughs> Achilles space like yeah. nobody else, couldn't you? Yeah, almost like so. I had to put like this a lot of foam in the in the in the shoe in order to like. Yeah, the heel was like was, like it was wearing pumps, basically. Yeah, <laughs> can and, we? Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
gosh. Can we, we, we mentioned it earlier on, <laughs> the, the Tony Pulis yeah. back four, right? So I've yeah. got a picture. Uh, I went fishing through your Instagram earlier on, mm-hmm. Jonas. So we're going to have a look at some pictures. Yeah. Let's. Look at the size of this team. Oh. Okay, so we'll put a picture up on the screen now. Yeah. So the back four was centre-back, Jonas yeah. Olsen, centre-back, Gareth McCauley, centre-back, Craig Dawson, centre-back, Johnny, Johnny Evans. Evans. Oh, that is a Tony Pulis dream <laughs> back four, isn't Look at Mossa on his toes, then. <laughs> Was yeah, he? yeah, Mozart was always on his toes. I think I'm on my toes as well. To yeah, be honest. Oh, Mozart like, is on his yeah, toes, yeah, yeah. isn't he? I think if Tony Pulis could have got Ryan Shawcross in that back four, it would have. It would. He would be. Yeah. He would have just, have a back, just have a back five. He would have dreamt about that every night. That um, is, yes, yeah, powerful. Solomon Rondon. Solomon Rondon was a big lad, wasn't he? He was a big he unit was, yeah. as well, wasn't he? He's a good lad, Solomon. Else. Fletch as well. Fletch, Fletch oh, yeah, he was. He, what's he six two, six one, six two? Yeah, no, everyone's be, yeah. on their tiptoes. Solomon's on his tiptoes. I'm on my tiptoes. Yeah. Mozart is massively yeah. on his tiptoes. <laughs> yeah. Who's this? I'm not though. Claudia, Claudia Jakob. Jakob. Claudia. Who else you got? Jonathan Leeko at the front. Matty Phillips. Uh, Johnny, Craig Dawson, and Fletch. There we go. We've got some good pictures. Can we talk about a few of these mm-hmm. pictures? Yeah. Um, right, should we go from the top then? We'll, yeah, we'll flash them up on screen. Um, so these are all from... Um, Jonas, from there's, there's, there's an unusually high amount of pictures of you and Ben. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a high ratio of pictures of yeah. you and Ben on your Instagram feed. <laughs> Is there, yeah? Is there a little bit of... It's just a little bit, of, little bit of bromance yeah, going on here, isn't like, there? We were good mates, weren't we? We, we, were we good still mates. are good mates, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, now we uh, and we we you know played almost seven years together. Yeah, to I was fair. a little bit more active as well when I with Instagram when I was uh, when okay. I was playing. So um, okay, yeah, you were just trying to build your followers, weren't you? And you're trying to leech off your social yeah, media. You, you tried fame. to tag me in and yeah. leech off. Mate, my you own. had about thirty thousand followers then. Yeah, I did. To be fair, yeah. I didn't have a cycling GK then. That's when uh, that's when it all kicked off, mate. That's right, when it broke off. the internet. Yeah. First one we'll pull up is enjoyed being back in Holland for a few days off. Um, you and you and Benny Boy. Oh yeah, on the flight back. Do you remember why we were on that flight back there? Um, Do you remember the plane? Do you remember the circumstances surrounding mm, why we were on a lovely private? No, jet? No, that was that was incredible jet. Yeah, it was fantastic. Wasn't I don't it? know. I think it was the, we, obviously we didn't have uh, our own plane yeah. at West Brom, so they always chartered a plane, yeah. and it was like a like a hit and miss. Oh, sometimes you get like a, a good easy jet flight, yeah, or exactly. And you sometimes you get this. Uh, uh, this but I'll tell you, I remember why we were on that lovely plane, okay? Because yeah. it was pre-season and we were out in yeah. Austria. But on the way home, we stopped in Holland to play like a mini three-game tournament, two, yeah. two three-team tournament. PSV, PSV, Arnhem. Exactly. There and you go. Well done. That was yeah. The final game, I think it was against Vitesse Arnhem or P- yeah. whoever. Yeah. Um, the final game got cancelled between us and them because the Vitesse oh, yeah. Ultras was in trouble. Yeah, the Vitesse Ultras or the PSV well. Ultras had arranged to fight. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose you didn't get in the mix. They had arranged to fight each other. Yeah, I and that, yeah. they were planning to do it at our game. Yeah, so. They all got wind of it. All the authorities got wind of it. And so it was, right, lads, the game's been called off. Um, so we're going to head home tonight now instead. And we were like, oh, buzzing. Like, we get to go yeah. home earlier, a few days earlier. Yeah. And they ended up chartering us this unbelievable <laughs> private jet. It was unbelievable. It must have been the only one they had available because it was yeah. it was fantastic. <laughs> like, massive bucket seats. It sat sort of like 30 of us, didn't it, or yeah. so. Yeah. It was a thing of beauty. And we were like, oh, this yeah. is this must be nice travelling like this all the time, you know. So it's another another um, um, reminder that Instagram life doesn't reflect 
life because yeah. that was the only time we traveled in style. Actually. Yeah, it was. Every other one is like a, yeah. it's a tight <laughs> yeah. door. Your knees are in your face. It's miserable. It but is. the baggies didn't have their own like luxury private no, jet, no? No, definitely It was not. good in a way. Like It was easy to travel because you went to the Cargo Airport yeah. outside Birmingham yeah. and you like, drove the bus up to the... Uh, you know, on the on the on the landing Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was. So yeah, was that's it. That's, they, these are the kind of thing people want to hear about. Is like, how would you travel to away again? So if we were traveling by a, a private jet, mm-hmm. again, it sounds fantastic, a private jet. But most, the ninety five percent of our private jets were tiny, tight, little, yeah. cramped old yeah. planes, weren't yeah. they? You want to, uh, to add strings? The, yeah, the, the, the know, producer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. such a hard uh, life. You had a private yeah. jet at Wrexham, didn't you, with the old uh, away games? Yeah, a couple. Yeah, a few. But yeah. so how it would work with West Brom is um, you'd go to Birmingham Airport, but there's there's a side part to Birmingham Airport where the cargo sh- uh, planes land. Yeah. And it's like a private terminal, basically. So we would all arrive in our cars. You would park up, I mean, literally at the on the airstrip virtually, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? You'd park up on the airstrip. Yeah. Uh, you'd go into the private terminal, terminal, show them your passport, and you would... You would about 20 minutes later, you'd walk onto the plane, nice. get on it and go. And it was as simple as that. And, the same and then you had a, and then they drove the bus down to wherever you were going yeah. in Norwich or Southampton. And it was there when it, it yeah. was very easy to, it, it was, to they, they looked after everything. So did, the, yeah. the coach driver of the actual coach would drive down in the morning, like some, to make sure that he met us at the airport that we're landing at. He would be on the tarmac waiting for us. We would quite, again, literally jump off our plane straight onto the coach. It was, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Was, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. it, was. it was. Right, good. next picture. Talk to me about this one. Um, this was 2016, and the caption is, Back off, war child. Seriously. Oh, yeah, that was... Is this in Austria? Yeah, maybe? Austria, yeah. We were doing... Uh, that was the Pulis era as well. Yes. We were doing this pre-seasons in, in Austria where you... You were there for a week, and yeah. I don't think we it was touched the football. That no, is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 touch it, football. It's the famous six a.m., one o'clock, and yeah. then six o'clock at night. Just three training sessions a day. Started off at six a.m., running up the hills. Yeah. Towards the end of our career, we were cycling. We instead were of cycling running. up the hills. Yeah. The schmucks. Uh, and then we had one day off, and we went. Um, what's it called? Water, uh, water, water rafting, rafting. Yeah, water rafting. Yeah. And it's a it's a quote from uh, Point Break. No, this movie. He, he tries to make out like he's clever and smart. This is what I'm saying. Point Break is Point like Break. A surfing movie. He's a surf movie. Yeah. I don't care. Was that with Patrick Swayze? It is. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, not exactly, that's not exactly yeah. highbrow. Maybe, 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 maybe it was his world. Nobody knew what he was on about. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you, you don't put the bar high in terms of like intellectual, <laughs> intellectual movies. I remember. Point Break. Listen, yeah. I, remember that, um, I remember that white water rafting day because yeah. um, do you remember how many horse flies were around? No. Oh, my God. Gosh, yeah. right? So we had teams, right? We had teams yeah. and it was like first one to finish the course. So you had to really row and you had to work as a team and it was hard work, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah? Yeah. I had Sido Barahino on my canoe, yeah? <laughs> on my big boat. <laughs> May. He was an absolute disgrace, right? Yeah. It was... It was Sido when he was in his pomp, right? And he thought he could throw his weight about a little bit, right? Walk and on the water, so not he row. Was just, he weren't rowing. <laughs> yeah. like, I was giving it everything I'd got. But horse flies were crazy at that moment in time. So they were getting in our life, there, biting us all out. I mean, like, every one of us was covered in these... Ho- and horse flies, are, they're what naughty, horrible, you know. They're yeah. horrible, yeah. So, yeah, I remember Sido. Sido wasn't, wasn't digging in for you. No, was he at me? He ain't getting his <laughs> That would have enraged you as well, wouldn't oh, it? Um, right, so you talk about the later years on the bikes... Oh, is these yeah. the bikes we're talking about? Oh, the bike the crew. Bikes. There's the bike crew. That'd have been the morning session. That'd have been probably at the end of it. That'd have been about sort of eight o'clock. Yeah. Session's done. We've had a nice little mosey up the hill on our bikes. Had a nice time. Was, Everyone else was running. Were it. they? Because at this point, you were riding a lot, Ben, weren't you? Like doing a lot of kind of yeah. road riding. Were you kind of 
try and to set the pace and show the boys. He was, yeah. Uh, I he had was, to. yeah. I wasn't show the trying gaffer. to. Yeah. yeah. Look at me, I gaffer. wasn't trying to. <laughs> what? It just happened. <laughs> Uh, so right. full of shit. It's yeah. unbelievable. Were you, were you in Austria at the time when um, Pulis's bike wheel came out? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you must have been. No, no, you've not heard of it. We were going down for one of the yeah. evening sessions, yeah? yeah. And somebody is 100% tampered yeah. with his bike, yeah? So you know the uh, quick you're going on, down, like the hotel is, is uh, top of the hill. Top of the hill. And yeah. you're going down to the to the training pitch. <laughs> All right, go on. So we got, yeah. we got to the bottom of the hill, right, yeah. thankfully. And. Um, yeah. We went, you have to go over like a curb, an upper curb. And somebody's somebody's loosened yeah. his quick release, right? I mean, properly loosened yeah. it, yeah. It's proper naughty, yeah? yeah. We, got to the, we got to this curb. Yeah. He's gone down the curb and his and back it, wheel has just come just off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just come off. Oh, it's come no. out. Yeah. So all the lads are pissing themselves, crying yeah. the laughter, yeah? yeah. I'm like... He, uh, he's, Where he's does he end up then? In the, in the he's pitch, on the like floor. It? He's gone flying, right? He's gone flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sort of very mm. close to him. And he's looking mm. at me as if to say... Ben, help me put my wheel back in. And I'm trying to not laugh yeah. watching Tony Pulis on the floor. And so I'm I'm like getting him up and I'm turning his bike upside down, putting his wheel back in. And I'm like, somebody's loosened your quick release here. You know that? And he was like, I don't know. You know I, don't know. I was thinking they have. Mate. Well, I do. <laughs> they definitely have. Right, next one. Um, there's a few few pictures on here. Would yeah. it be fair to say that at West Brom you would... Gym bros. Ah, oh, gym bros. At, at times, Fosse was weird because I, I had my routines more or less the same throughout the 90s. You had these weird things. Yeah. Like a few months you were like doing like just like... Uh, From you, about yeah. March. From about March You were just every eating year. meat and you yeah. were like training like crazy. And then you had three months. Uh, I'm, now I'm a vegan and I... I, <laughs> I never I, I never in the... Yeah, I you never were really vegan. weird. So at, at times there were stint spells yeah. where we were uh, gym bros. And what yeah. one does this say, Ben? What's the ca- caption? Uh, swole, mate. Definition someone you simply can't live without. <laughs> That's what it was, though. It was, yeah. it was wasn't it? You need, to have a, you need to have your swole, mate. And you yeah. were my swole, mate, mate. It was class. It was lovely because we would both push each other. Yeah. Um, and he's double vein as well. So he'd always end up... <laughs> Taking his top off and was that like, you don't, uh, lost in translation? You were saying I was vain, like vanity. Oh, vain, oh, vain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? He'd always get his hair out and he'd be yeah. sort of like wafting his hair around, <laughs> looking at his muscles. And sort of yeah, I've got very nice hair, lovely hair. <laughs> right, yeah. I've got a picture here. Okay, so we're going oh, a little bit off sick. topic this here. Makes me sick. But obviously, you played for Sweden Jonas for a long is time, best, mate. <laughs> Jonas is Bezzy Zlatan mm-hmm. on the screen. What a player! Oh. What was it like to was play it, with this guy? Was he guy? a player? Was he a real Unbelievable. Like, yeah? Unbelievable. You could you could see like I played in the national team. I, I made my debut when I was twenty seven. So I was yeah, at, yeah, the, at the latter yeah, stage yeah. of my career. And at that point, you you know, you played four years in the Prem, you played against the very best, but I never played with or against Slatan. And I remember coming to the training and a bit nervous, of course, because it was Slatan. Yeah, and you come to the pitch and and he, and you know, you had a training session where he like really showed up. You know, when it when it was at his his, uh, his peak, and he would do things, and we, he would see the game in, in a way that was so unique, almost like an uh, yeah, like an artist. It, it was like you thought you seen it all when you were twenty seven and you played against these big players and with really good teammates. But he was just different in every mm. way, and. Um, <clears throat> Incredible player. I mean, you look at look at his um, like stats across his career. He yeah. played in 
so all winner. of the big leagues yeah. and did it and did it yeah. like one in two almost yeah. everywhere he yeah. went yeah. the other thing is as well because he was so big he's what six four six five yeah he's my size so six five yeah and, and uh, think, but like yeah i think people yeah. just thought he was big but mm. his vision i think was the one thing that was yeah. really underrated with him like yeah. like but you see some of the goals in his early years in particular mm. where he's like taking on half the team beating yeah. half the team well, talking about goals um right. it one of his most famous goals actually and he scored plenty of them um was for sweden against england the game you played in as well i did yeah i was uh, the overhead kick the overhead kick 4-2 4-2 your heart's coming yeah, out. There you go. Uh, I thought the... he had done well. I thought I, I, I remember watching this, and yeah. Hartley had done really. It's a great header. It is. Yeah. He's put it right yeah, over to great, the violet. But it's not. It's bad. a fantastic header, yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's headed the ball all the way yeah. over to the to the byline yeah. over there. I remember me standing on the pitch, thinking as a centre half, it's, it's three two, and it's like uh, it's we're on extra time. I'm thinking when your heart heads it, I'm thinking Slatan, you know. You know, take the ball, control the ball, get it to the yeah. to the um, corner flag and save some time. Obviously, he thinks differently. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah, what a goal, seriously. Now, I remember going to uh, to that international uh, when we were about to play England, and, and everyone here was a bit, even you, and even they asked, everyone, everyone was... Skeptical. Skeptical and curious about Slatan, but he was playing at PSG at the time, so yeah. he wasn't at United, so... Yeah. Uh, as always with with football outside the uh, the UK, you're clueless because you don't watch it. <laughs> Unless you've done it in the Premier League, mate. It exactly, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, no, that's the that's the standard over here. But uh, yeah, they were all asking, and media was asking as well. How oh, is he? Is he all that? And I would say, yeah, I think he's is is one of the very best. And and then we go come, and he scored four goals, doesn't he? Not only that overhead kick, he scored all four goals against England. <laughs> did he? He did, yeah. He scored a, a beauty after 10 minutes. And then he scores uh, again, second half. And then he has this incredible free kick as well. And then the overhead kick. So, so. at this point in Sweden, Zlatan's obviously the biggest star in Sweden at this yeah, moment yeah. in time. Yeah, for sure. He scores that goal. He beats England. Mm. Um, the goal, by the way, was a 40-yard overhead kick. Overhead kick. Outrageous. Ryan Shawcross yeah. making his debut. Yeah. Is just running back, going, "Oh my golly, gumdrops! This is ridiculous." So Zlatan is, <laughs> it is, a it is one of the greatest it's, goals it's ever scored. It is, but uh, no, I don't think anybody in football or in the history of football would have the the thought process to go. No. Yeah, I think I can. I think no. I've got enough power in my legs here. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. That, that was what I was uh, meaning when when he come in training and and you see him reading the game in such a different way than everyone else. Uh, like you say, he he's the only one who could. Think I'm gonna go overhead kick from forty from yards. From forty yards, yeah. It's at least forty yards. It was ridiculous. And the power yeah. that he generates yeah. to do that is it's just no, that's so ridiculous. When just when he went when he came to the Prem, so he came in 2016, he was born in eighty one, so he's like 34, 35 years yeah. old. He scored seventeen league goals in thirty three games for Man United. Yeah. At that, was, that wasn't a fantastic Man United team. We actually played no. against Man United, didn't we? we did yeah. Uh, I think we got the better of them a couple of times we as well. Beat, I think that season we beat them at Old Trafford. Yeah, and we lost um, at home. Yeah, we stopped them played. What, uh, what was that like playing against them? It was uh, it was hard. I, I, it was the first time I played against him actually, yeah. and obviously uh, me being uh, me being physical, I. I Tend to like playing up against like physical strikers, but he was just different. next level. Yeah, next level. Um, was it was the it was the <laughs> and he scored two goals. We lost two one, and I think it was my last game at the Hawthorns. Uh, that was twenty seventeen. Yeah, in January, and then I uh, 
um, I played <laughs> played another game away. The last one, probably one of the last one, games at Whitehead Lane. Yeah, Harry Kane scored a hat trick. Got pumped. <laughs> I, yeah, we got a proper we got pump. pumped. And I thought, nah, this is a, a level too high for me. Yeah, the game's moment. moved on a little bit. Um, yeah. Did you get Zlatan's shirt after the game? I got his shoes, actually. I, I know this. That's no, why I know, asked the question, yeah, because I, I remember you getting them all and did, yeah. saying, oh, look, everybody, I've got Zlatan's no. shirt. I've got <laughs> his boots <laughs> as well. Look at this. And we were all, oh, you're sickening you yeah. are, mate. All right, you just got beaten. Yeah. And that's how unprofessional you are. You just yeah. go straight away fishing for his boots and shirt. Oh, you mean oh, you mean that game? Yeah. No, I didn't know. I thought you meant, I thought we were still at the England game. No, no. Yeah, no, no, no I didn't no. get his boots after that game. That, that's the one rule I had when I, uh, I see all those shirts you have here. My rule was, uh, if you lose a game, I don't want to change shirt with someone. You know, you so come there you, like this. So you got Ibrahimovic's shirt at Old Trafford when we beat I them. I did, then. yeah, yeah. So okay. I have. Uh, so for that rule and that reason, I don't have a, a lot of nice shirts. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I've got a Sergio Aguero shirt at home after he had just scored five past me and we lost eight now. <laughs> <laughs> Different, yeah. rules. Uh, different rules. Different rules. Hey, you live by your rules. I live by mine. Right. Right? Was okay. Was he the hardest? I would say I respect that, but I don't <laughs> in, that, in that way. Was um. Was he the hardest striker you ever played? Who, who is the hardest striker that you've ever uh, played against? Well, I tended to, to, to struggle against uh, the smaller, quicker one. Aguero was, mm. uh, was a handful. Carlos Tevez at his prime. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, he was so hard to play against. Um, and I get, I get this question a lot, of course. You know, the, you know, I always tend to go, oh, Ronaldo or Messi, mm. because that's what the, they want to hear. Yeah, of course, yeah. But for me, I would say Aguero, and I would say Didier Drogba in Chelsea, because yeah. he... He had it all. Uh, it wasn't just power with him, was it? No, it was everything. He was so intelligent. Yeah. He was um, athletic. Yeah. He could score with his feet, with his, with his, uh, with his head. His his movement in the box mm. was second to none. That's mine. That's and he mine, was a, he was yeah. a team player as well. Yeah, yeah that's mine. <clears> my toughest. Everybody, people have asked yeah. me that, and mine is mine is Didier Drogba. Really? Yeah. Yeah. For exactly the same yeah. reason. It's not just his his pace and power, which was phenomenal, mm. but uh, he, he had everything. Yeah. Like technically everything. Reading of the game, team player, yeah. willing. Like yeah. the 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 amount of effort he'd put in to win that game and get hold of the ball. And it was almost like. When you when you play a team like Chelsea, you try to prepare as good as possible. So you sit all week. You're looking at clips. Uh, for me, uh, as a defender, you're looking at strikers, obviously, and you're looking at Drogba. And like, okay, when he gets the ball, uh, centrally, he will go this way, mm. or he will make that run. And it was almost like when you played them, uh, when you played Drogba, it's like it took him 15, 20 minutes to figure you out. Yeah. Okay, he's he's been doing his homework. Okay, I'm gonna do like that, uh, the opposite this game. And he would like change his way of of, of playing, just just like reading that. reading your uh, in the defender. moment. That's yeah. I think that's such that a skill, so isn't it? I think that's one thing that yeah. genuinely people don't understand is what separates the very best from good is having adapted at that moment in time. Yeah. In that moment, in the pressure, in the game, yeah. is going right. I might have prepared all week to try and do this to get the better of my opponent, but he's done the same as well. He's been preparing as well to get the best of me, so I'm yeah. going to have to change it up a little bit. And to have the ability to be able to change and go to Plan B and then execute it. Yeah. Um, another player I want to talk about is Luis Suarez. Mm -hmm. um, so we had a few very good duels against Liverpool. We actually got some we fantastic results against them. Mm. Um, is that it, where the man of the match award came from? Oh, I didn't, did we mention that? <laughs> I mentioned um, that I can I we just him. talk about yeah. this quickly? I didn't mention that. No. no I, I asked you before the session, I was like, oh, which one? No, I said, oh, he's the man of the match. And you were like, which one? Which one? <laughs> 
Which one? Oh, it's, the only one it's, I knew, it's the only one you got. Yeah. Uh, so that one there is from. It was um, well deserved though. From Anfield, yeah. that was. So West Brom against uh, against Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah. I saved the Stephen Gerrard penalty. We won two. It was a fantastic game. Mm. Fantastic result. Yeah. Uh, but there's another game that I want to talk about mm. against playing against Liverpool. Mm. Um, it was at Anfield, mm. and Luis Suarez. I remember. Louis, everybody knows Luis Suarez was a nightmare to play against. He was, he was, he was aggressive. He was, he would just do whatever he could do. He would, tr- he would do whatever he could do to get a one up on you, wouldn't mm. he? And um, one particular moment was, you slid on the edge of the six mm. yard box to to kick the ball out. You're, it was a last last ditch yeah. tackle. Slid, kick the ball out for a corner, and he was sort of, he was challenging for the ball, but he knew you were going to get it. I know you're going to get it, yeah. but he still went for. Not the ball. He went for you to make it look like he was going for the ball. Yeah. And I watched him slide the back of his studs all the way down the back of your leg, down your down the back of your knee, down your calf, right? Yeah. And I remember watching his sort of like eyes just transfixed yeah. on your on this calf, <laughs> like this juicy calf. Yeah? His eyes transfixed on it and like, oh, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you. And he did. And he followed it all the way through. And you were on the floor. Ah, yeah, ref, hey, ref. <laughs> it's, not it's, Rocky it's not Rocky Balboa. <laughs> yeah. um, and, but... He mm. he he was so hungry to try and hurt you to get one up on you, wasn't he? But that's the sort of player I want on my mm. team, though. At the same time, I don't rem- I don't I actually don't remember this actual yeah. uh, moment. I'll try and find the actual clip of it. Yeah. It was incredible, seriously. Um, I would say though, during my nine years in the prem, there's, there's very few players that you that you felt when they go into a tackle, they go into tackle to hurt you. Really, yeah. Maybe there was times yeah. uh, with with some players maybe Suarez was one of those but I'm, I don't remember coming off from a game and thinking oh he was he was really nasty today really, that, that yeah. tackle it was 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 horrible but with that said he was what a player he was he was wasn't it he was I it, played I, I remember playing him against him before I came to England I was in uh, in Holland I played there for 3 years and I played in a team called Neck Nijmegen and Suarez signed from Uruguay to a team called uh, Groningen mm. and he would look at him and say oh, he's something different and then uh, three years later obviously it's at Liverpool I'm going to say though Luis yeah. Suarez at Liverpool mm. I probably think no do you know what Barcelona fans would probably say Luis Suarez in his pomp was at Barcelona but in the Premier League which we all know is the best league in the world mm. um, <laughs> with him and Sturridge that duo and Sterling and Sterling uh, it was mm. Luis Suarez at that moment, I think he's played what hundred hundred odd games for Liverpool, but I think he scored nearly seventy goals. Yeah, hundred and ten league appearances, sixty nine league, league goals. Which is why when we talk about like the greatest <laughs> ever players in the Premier League and strikers, he doesn't he doesn't always feature too high up because of the longevity. Yeah, the longevity but he yeah, was. I I would say, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I would say movement wise, yeah, he's top top oh, two yeah. three in the it, world. Yeah. Well, there was times he was unplayable. Uh, I think Liverpool back then wasn't like wasn't the Liverpool uh, yeah, that yeah, we have yeah. now, of course. But but they had like individual quality that was unreal. Yeah. With Suarez, a few years prior when Fernando Torres, Torres was there, yeah. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Torres well. was a, a, how good what was a, Torres? Oh, what a player! Oh, what yeah. a player! And like you say, Tom, as well with with their <sighs> movements, uh, yeah. clever runs, always constantly on the run. Doesn't get spoken about Torres. He was no. phenomenal. 
Yeah, it was, it was, was oh, again, it was quite a short period of time. Was it? Yeah. The thing is, Suarez, I was watching something the other day on YouTube, actually, and he was one of the first to, he would take that offside position, yeah. wouldn't he? Come back and on, then run, wait for the, bend his run. wait for the ball to then go ahead of him. But he used to do that and it just used yeah. to boggle defenders' yeah. brains, didn't yeah. it? And what I remember him then. coming also coming in from the from the side running with the with the line, so to running speak. along and the his line. His timing was yeah. was so good. That's so hard to defend against because you know yeah. that if he's running along that line, yeah. he can see whether he's offside or not. But if yeah. the ball is perfect, yeah. you're not going to catch him. No, no, I don't care who you are. No. There's nobody catching Especially him. Especially not me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not you. I didn't want to say it, but definitely not you. Yeah. Um, some of the players that you played with then at West Brom. So yeah. we had we had a couple big names there, you know. So yeah. um, a little bit, just a few words about each mm-hmm. of them. So short Nicholas, answers. Nicholas Analka. Uh, very nice guy. Yeah, he was, uh, he? I think he was at the end. Well, he was at the end of his career. Mm. Uh, couldn't really be bothered. Though. He couldn't, could he? Yeah. But you could see in training and, and at some games when he switched things on, uh, you could see he was uh, his. You know, he was a good player. The technical ability was phenomenal, yeah, wasn't it? it he, was, yeah. he he loved the um, in training. He loved the sort of sit the goalie down. You know the one where yeah. he, he comes through one on one and he goes to dink you and you sort of yeah. make a fool of yourself and he. Just and sort if of, it was me, you would like be coming out and like. What are you doing? Like it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I meant like if I was trying to do a dink. Dink is cool. Never dink. No, but if I was, you would like have it. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Who do you think you are? What do you do? Yeah. Who do you think you are? With an Oh, well played. Well, not, well, not <laughs> yeah. Was it a bit like that, man? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he like he would genuinely make you sit down because you thought he was going to kick it. Jonas, you could read his body language. He was so big and stiff. You'd be like, well, I know what you're going to do. You're an oaf. <laughs> you're a big oaf. <laughs> <laughs> you two have got a lovely relationship, haven't you? Um, you're a big oaf. <laughs> um, Nicholas and Alka, by the way, had a different colour Ferrari for each day of the week. Um, true story. No, you know what he had? I jumped because I, uh, I was commuting from London at the time i was living my, my last few years at west brom I, I lived down in london and i commuted to um uh to birmingham by train Houston, Houston. into birmingham Houston, yeah but then nick there. nick lived he lived in uh, wimbledon so uh, sometimes when when the train was like struggling i jumped in with him he had in his dra- rari no he had a he had a rolls royce phantom obviously <laughs> and then all the what's he called the chrome yeah yeah it, it, it was a uh, pink Oh, come on. So I had a pink, yeah, that little, um, what's it called? Yeah, the Rolls Royce. Uh, little, little emblem. Yeah, it was pink. I didn't know. Bright that. pink. So Jonas and uh, Nicholas and Elka cruise into the baggies in a Rolls Royce yeah. Phantom. Oh, wow. You're massive, you are. You are massive. Um, Romelu Lukaku. I, I must say, like, four, four days out of five, I was on the train. Yeah. <laughs> in first class, though, yeah? Yeah, sometimes. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Romelu Lukaku, big Rom. Um, yeah, he, he, he spent a season with us. Um, my memories were, and I want yours to back it up or to give me some a different uh, perspective. But he struggled at the very start, the first few months. But then, wow, did he find his feet? I think West Brom had a in this in the loan contract. They could they could um, trigger a clause and and buy him yeah, after half the season. Yeah, an opportunity. Yeah, yeah but they yeah. didn't because he was yeah he was struggling the first half of the season yeah. and then. He was flying, second part of the season. Wow, what he a, was flying. What a player. What a guy. Yeah, lovely, isn't he? He must have been 19 yeah. when he was at, yeah. uh, at West yeah, Brom. Yeah, he was So humble, uh, so nice, so, you know, hard worker. And, 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 and he's been this, you know, he obviously was top scorer in, in the Belgic League when he was 16. Yeah. So he's always had this focus on him and... and uh, but yeah, what, what a nice guy. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. how many... Yeah. We've spoke to a lot of players and everyone always talks so 
positively be yeah. about him as a bloke, don't yeah, they? He yeah, is, he everyone. Was real humble, yeah. real like nice and calm with it. And like I say, it did take him a while to find his feet. But when he found his feet, he realised he realised what was effective for yeah. him. Because you got to imagine playing in the Premier League was a big step mm. for him. He was at Chelsea, <clears> didn't <throat> really have any chances at Chelsea, but it was a big step to come out and play week yeah. in week out. And it took him a while to find what would work. Yeah. But when he found it, it was just the force of nature, wasn't it? Yeah, powerful, it was. just so powerful. It was like that. Those three or four months when he was yeah, flying, it was flying. almost like we we defended with ten men, and then we had Rom up yeah, front. Big Rom gone. You were there. We won the ball, and we were put you there. It. Yeah. So that was play it long to Big Rom. Romelu was a little bit like Victor Nietzsche in a way with yeah. the strength and power. So. When a big player like that pins you, even mm. you, you're you're a big guy. Yeah, you, yeah. There's nothing you can do, is no. there? You can't because they're so strong. And if you base. try to if you try to go, they they will just turn you. Exactly, yeah. they're waiting for that. Yeah, they yeah, want yeah. you to try and nip yeah. and like get a little touch on the ball because they'll go yeah. the other way and think, see you later. Then thank you. Um, the, the, and the difference, you know, uh, I liked Victor and it should be he was, a, he was a good player. But the difference with Rom was he would players but yeah. if, they, if they were too aggressive he would just go, go around yeah and he was like lightning fast yeah, as well, right? that time, fast, yeah. well that he scored, he scored that he scored a hat-trick in that uh final game didn't he the five all against man united he did yeah he scored a hat-trick yeah. in that one he did unbelievable what I scored as well you did in your goal oh, remember you that? OG, they were crossing did, it from yeah. the right side yeah i think you and blamed was, me was, for that goal <laughs> yeah well because you could have uh, communicated yeah in that split yeah. second yeah like, leave the ball. Don't try and get a touch on it because I've got it, all right? Oh, sorry, I haven't got time to say that. I think you were, that. like, over... I, I think it was, like, they were cutting it in from the right side. Yeah. And you were too ambitious trying to come out, like... Yeah. Show off. I'm playing against yeah. Man United. Yeah, used to play exactly. for these. Hi, yeah. How are you, lads? Yeah. You're all right. Remember me? <laughs> if no, you, you stayed in your goal... <laughs> and it, yeah, it was deflected on me. Yeah, so I know. If you, you just, just kicked stood your ground in the goal. You, you would, just you... plainly kicked in. I think that put us 3-0 down or something. I was like, oh, brilliant. We're going to lose 10 then. Can I just say, you two have been on fire today. Finally. Yeah. One of the one of the kind of um, enigmas that played for us during that time, Serge Gnabry, currently playing his trade in mm. Germany for Bayern Munich, won mm. World Cups, won all sorts, um, mm. but it didn't work out for him at West Brom, did it? No, and I, I think the enigma is, is not Serge Gnabry, the enigma is Tony Pulis <laughs> because he was the manager and he, he wouldn't play him. Yeah, I, I remember Serge as well as a, as a very humble guy not, not very really intelligent nice, yeah. very very nice and uh, you could see in, in training they was <laughs> unbelievable and, and, I mean in the small areas and five sides he was uh, yeah. he, he was the man but obviously uh, the way we played under Tony Pulis not didn't suit him yeah. that's all, interesting because we did Tony came on the podcast and yeah. he said that he thought he got sent his twin brother <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he really he did that's what he said yeah <laughs> But in fairness, it doesn't like you. You could have any player with the ability of Serge Gnabry there. It's not going to fit into a Tony Pulis system. So no. Tony Pulis isn't going to change the way he plays football to no. suit one player, is he? No. To accommodate you, you're going to still have a centre back playing at right back. All right, yeah. Deal with that, Serge. The, the, it ain't going to be overlapping. I, I, think right? so. <laughs> yeah. I think the strange thing with all that with that scenario is, you know, here, here's Arsenal. You have this talented young player. I was like, okay, he's not he's not suited for the first team yet. Yeah, we send him on loan. <laughs> what about West Brom with Tony Pulis? Pulis, yeah. that'll do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have Arsenal here. Yeah, so that's that's my question. That's the enigma. Yeah, in, in that right. question, that loan manager, yeah. whoever was in charge yeah. of overseeing that, be held that loan transaction, right, yeah. needs a sack. It, yeah, they definitely needs a sack. There. I've got yeah. one more picture for you. Yeah, and this is kind of. Um, what do we make of this one oh, on the screen now? Oh, wow. What what haircut do they call that? Horrible. Number four all over. 
What is it? That is a number four. Is right. that would be Talk it. to us about this trim. You look all oh, there as well. It's horrible, know, isn't it? Look how handsome I am now compared to that as well. It's horrible, isn't it? Like big chin, no yeah. no beard. It's quite literally like I've said to the barber, get that number four on that trimmer and just do my whole head. Just do the whole head. It's disgusting. The state of it. We had a, we had a really uh, nice team at West Brom, didn't we? We had. It was unique in the sense that I was there for nine years and I had teammates who I played with during those nine years and that, that is unique in yeah, top football throughout today. the whole nine years yeah Chris Brunt yeah. James Morrison I played with you for seven years yeah Boaz for a long time yeah Gareth McCauley yeah Claudio Jacob yeah um, no it was really a, really a nice a, a nice squad a nice team and a, a really nice togetherness yeah I'd say I I'd think say, that picture is from I think I think we played Norwich as Carroll Road yeah and you and me no that no? was not from it no, that's one of us on a train We've oh, got yeah, a picture right, of us yeah. where we're on the train. So it's the end of the season and we yeah. had a game against Norwich yeah. and it was basically if we won, we yeah. would stay up that season. If Norwich won, they would stay up that. It was as simple as that. Yeah. It was a massive game. Six-pointer. We won the game 1-0, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, Morgan Amalfitano scored it. He did, yeah. He did, didn't he? Um, and oh. even at, like they had probably like had... 80-20 possession. Oh, yeah, We were sure. like, yeah. we shouldn't have won. We, we should have won we that somehow, game. That was a Pepe Mao season, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, and somehow we managed to win the game, and that meant we were staying up. Norwich were buggered because the, the Norwich were in trouble because the remaining games, they had sort of Chelsea, they had Arsenal, they had yeah. so, and you knew that they were going to get pumped, and we, we managed to stay up. And mm. we had a picture on the train because we were both going into London oh, afterwards, wasn't that's we? That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was nice because I, I actually... Um, I went to the shop and bought us a bottle of whiskey, yeah. didn't I? So yeah. we'd won the game. We were both at the uh, train station. I was like, right, we're having a few celebration drinks. So I bought a bottle of whiskey and we were sat there on the train. It was just like all the pressure from like oh, six months. Lovely. just like gone, yeah. absolute gone. But the nerves. It's one of the best train rides. Isn't it genuinely right? Like I've, I've never really been in a team fighting to win the Premier League no. and being part of it and stuff like that. And I can imagine the pressure is incredible. Of course. Yeah. But the pressure, when it comes to those relegation dogfights and what mm. it does, the toll it takes on your body, is mm. it's very hard to describe. I honestly think it's a, it's, it's a harder situation to be in than being at the very top fighting for the glory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I, like, I think so as well. It's, it's, it's horrible, isn't and, it? And you feel like that must have been 2012 maybe? 2013? No, 14 maybe. Okay, yeah. 14. Okay, yeah. but so so I'm 31 at that point. And I know if, you know, planning on 90 minutes, 90 minutes yeah. if it goes the other way, this is going to be my career yeah. the last five years. I'm going to be playing maybe championship football or uh, if we win this game, I'll be playing three, more, three four years in, in the Prem. Yeah. So it really is a, a crossroads. Uh, it is, in, isn't in, it? Yeah. In a, in a way that's maybe not... doors moment, they yeah, call it, it don't yeah, they? Yeah. And you, knew, you know as well, everyone... Working around the club, you know, if you go down a, a, a league, there might be cutbacks yeah, and all that. The knock-on effect. Yeah. So it affects probably your life more if you get relegated than if you miss the title one. I think the Baggies fans are going to like this one, aren't they, Ben? Yeah, I hope so. We've done a few um, Baggies podcasts, Boaz, Brunty, yeah. um, Jay Rodriguez <clears throat> a few weeks ago, um, and they are they're, they're fantastic. I was, I was about to say a minute ago, actually, that West Brom for me is the 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 highlight of my career if I look yeah. back like my, me I'm a I'll be always be a West Brom fan my kids will be West Brom fans and the the best times of my career were spent at West Brom because of not only because of the success we had playing in the Premier League week in week out for seven eight seasons yeah. um, but it would also be the fan base the players the, yeah, the, good pe group, the people around the club as well you know people that don't get any credit or like yeah. any highlighting but the the coaching staff the the people around the training ground, dinner ladies, people like that, really special, wasn't it? Yeah. 
And it was special. And and uh, yeah, you're talking about the other people, you know, around the team, Pat and Jacko, the kit man, kit and man, and, yeah. and uh, Jill at the office. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, no, it was really unique in that sense. Yeah. Like you feel like when you're at that level, uh, Premiership level, um, you normally don't get that togetherness. So you don't normally get that nice vibe in a club I would say too many egos I think too many egos too much pressure yeah. uh, but no it didn't feel like that at all it felt like you were there and, and um, you know enjoying to be around the club a quick little bit of VAR talk and the new proposals as well of a um, <coughs> new blue yellow card yeah. um, quick question VAR yes or no yes 100, 100% yes yeah you're the first, the first one, Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> well, us Swedes are righteous people, I would say. We, yeah. we believe in uh, a right people. and wrong. <laughs> Maybe so as well. <laughs> but, but I think, uh, no, for me, it's, 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 it's very simple. Uh, you get more uh, calls uh, correct mm -hmm. with VAR. I'm sitting watching the, the Swedish league at times, even the championship here. Yeah. You don't have VAR. And every time there's a decision that um, you're a bit unsure of, you start. You sit and, and waiting for the VAR. Mm. So for me, it's um, I, I can understand the argument that they need to do it a, a bit f quicker yeah. to come to a decision. But I'm for me, it's always been it's better to get the decision right than than, than even if it takes a while yeah, to do it. Yeah, totally, totally. And you need to protect the referees. Uh, I know sometimes they don't do themselves any favor with yeah. with VAR, but but. For me, in the long run, it's it's um, it's going to improve the game and it's going to be more uh, more fair. Uh, so I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. All right, and then the new proposals with the, a blue um, card, which yeah. would mean sort of sin no. bins for dissent uh, think, or something like uh, that. I think that's ludicrous. Yeah, I think you have a you have good rules in place, so apply them instead. You know, you already have uh, yellow cards for dissent. Yeah. use it every time you yeah. have a player coming off the ref. Give him a give him a booking. He will stop doing it. What were you like with referees back in the day? Horrible, Jones? horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew the limit as well. I knew, I knew when it, when it was time to to uh, shut up. up. <laughs> yeah, to shut up. I only had, I think, during nine seasons, I had three or four red cards. So he uh, said that. Uh, like, that was pretty. Yeah, proud I, I thought yeah, you were going to say like yellow card, I four yellow, yellow cards. cards. Uh, but that's that's one red card every two years. every two seasons. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and probably one one or two of those was like. Um, uh, uh, preventing a goal chance. Yeah, like last man or so. I yeah. think it was when we had Paul Robinson yeah. on, Robbo, who um, used to play with, when he went, recently he said, oh, I had like nine, only had like nine red cards. Or yeah. something. <laughs> like, <What>? <laughs> <laughs> but we were like, oh, he played about 800 games yeah, though, to be fair, fair didn't he? Yeah. So you kind of go, that's probably one every yeah. two seasons. Uh, I remember one like... of my red cards, I was so, I was out, it was my second season. I've been out for three months with some kind of knee issue and I was so eager to go and we played a, uh, Reading in the FA Cup down um, down in Reading, yeah. and I was starting on the bench, yeah. and then we were like two 0 down, and Di Matteo was the manager. Said, "Jonas, you ready?" And I was like, "Yeah, we're good to go." And then Longy was playing in Reading. Yeah, Shane Long. Yeah, and he was horrible to play yeah, against for me. He was very mobile. I think I had like speaking of the blue card tactical fouls. I had two tactical foul, tactical fouls on him, and I was sent off in like <laughs> the fifth, fifth second. Yeah, seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> seven minutes. Yeah. Wow. So with that said, you have rules. You have rules to to uh, to um, to penalize penalize uh, dissent, yeah. tactical fouls. Just do it. Just use them. Just use yeah. it. Yeah, you don't need a blue card for that. Yeah, uh, for me, it's uh, 
Yeah, you don't need that. Yeah. Um, I've got a question, Jonas. Who is the favourite manager you played under? Yeah, Roy Hudson, for me. Simple. Um, very good at organising teams. Uh, his experience, his integrity, his authority. I really, really liked uh, Lovely man, wasn't he? Lovely man. One-dimensional as, as a coach, yeah. maybe. But as a, as a person, you know, speak five languages, I think. Lived in Italy and... In, uh, in Sweden, yeah. bit of culture, <laughs> yeah, very, yeah, exactly. So um, uh, the man and the coach, I, I really enjoyed working on. Do you remember a few times he would drop a few little sort of Swedish lingo or Swedish sayings or Swedish something? He, he dropped one and he said, uh, he said, that's yeah. We were doing a team talk and he was saying like, yeah, well, it's like the Swedes say, you put the church in the middle of the village. And then he looked at me and I was like, yeah, <laughs> never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you agreed anyway. Uh, um, but he spoke really good. I mean, he coached in Sweden in the in the seventies. Yeah. Yes. And when I when obviously not when we were uh, you know team talk, he we wouldn't speak Swedish to me. But yeah, when sure. we were like when I was in his office speaking, something, we would speak Swedish. It was unbelievable how wow. how good his and he um, could speak well. Oh, very well. Grammatically, uh, you know, incredible. That's think, incredible. By the way, yeah. just he was doing that. Like 40, 50 years yeah. ago. Roy Hodgson's first job, yeah, 1976. Halmstad. Yeah, yeah. Well done, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, he's a big, he's, Roy Hodgson is the one who changed Swedish football in terms of sonal defense. It wasn't a, a thing in Sweden. So all the Swedish coaches, like if you look at the national team coaches, Lars Lagerbeck, Eric Cameron, Roy Hodgson, and Bob Houghton is another Englishman yeah. who was coaching yeah. in Sweden. The biggest influence on, on, on them. Is, is, is by far Roy Hudson. Wow. Wow, that's... So he's um, very... Um, well thought of in Sweden. Very much. Um, the, what I used to love about Roy is, again, going back to him as a person, he was fantastic. He's such a lovely man, really yeah. thoughtful, considered. Um, but if somebody did something in the football arena that he didn't like or he disagreed with or he saw as unprofessional, yeah. wow, could he snap. Wow, could he turn. Yeah. Like... And rightly so, because if it's if it's something to to make Roy snap, it's deserving. Exactly. It's absolutely deserving. That, that's what I liked about him as well. You come come you could come in half time yeah. and you didn't really know what to expect expect for him. Sometimes yeah. you were two nil up yeah. and he could come in and he was like, This this is not good enough. Mm. And then you would listen because you were like, Okay, well, you know, you were a bit surprised. With Tony Pulis, yeah. he come in and you knew if you were one nil down, he would come in and, and, and He'd give it yeah. give it to you. Yeah. yeah. If you tune it up, he would say, you know, he would be yeah. happy. So that was also um, uh, something that kept you on your toes with, with, with Roy Hudson. Um, he could see, you know, the gray areas in football. Yeah. Not only the black and whites. Love that. That's uh, really interesting. Yeah, I love that. Are we uh, ready for some quick fire questions, We're ready Ben? for some quick fire yeah. questions. Right, take us away, mate. Okay, uh, what is your bucket list sporting event as a fan, Jonas? It's a Super Bowl, by far. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of uh, American football. What she said, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I was very, very um, jealous when you were uh, at uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicking with, the ball around, yeah. having a nice time for my boys. <laughs> Kickers are like goalkeepers, you know. They, they are. Though. They're, like, they're, yeah, really they're cool. weird as well. They're what? They're weird as well. Yeah, they are weird. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what? They were telling me, like I was talking to, to the guy and he, I was saying, so what, what's training look like for you? Because you're just a kicker. You get sort of brought on, kick it, and you go off again. Yeah, and he went, he went, yeah, he said, so... We don't train with the team. He says, we still have to come in at the same time and we have to leave at the same time. He says, but they go out to training. They just. <laughs> he said, we all like just go yeah. in the gym and yeah. just like do kicking exercise. <laughs> Is that what, literally <laughs> what they do? Like, 
going to be doing loads of leg stuff, loads of like plyos, loads of leg stuff. He said, and then yeah. we'll only do like an hour and then we'll get back in the changing rooms. He said, they're still out training. So we'd just be on our phones. He says, and then we might go and do a little bit of something else, maybe a bit of kicking. He says, and that's it. And I'm like, that's training. He went, yeah. Went, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> it was and a dick of the kicker. Dick of the kicker well. that you dick were out the there kicker. with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. yeah I like but, goalies. Man. No, so that's my, um, I want to go next year. The Super Bowl is at uh, New Orleans. New Orleans. Oh, oh that's, nice. That would also be a good one. That would be a bucket list place to go from yeah. as well. So um, hopefully I'm there. I'm with yeah. you on the New Orleans mm-hmm. thing. Um, who was your idol growing up? Sporting idol growing up? Um, it was um, Diego Maradona. Yeah. I, I remember um, World Cup 1990. Yeah. Was the first World Italia Cup. Italia 90. Italia, yeah. And um, he was just fascinating as a, as a player, as a person. So, uh, yeah, Diego. And, and I watched a lot of tennis, so it was the Swedish tennis hype at the, at the moment. Mats Wilander, Stefan Eberg, Björn Borg just retired. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, uh, I remember looking at a lot of uh, tennis as well. But but football wise, uh, I would say Maradona. Love that. Um, have you got any phobias? Uh, no, not really. That's, oh, good. that's a, that's a <laughs> failure. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, Failure is always a, not a phobia, but it's always a, something you you stressed about when yeah. being a footballer. I would say you always a lot of excitement, yeah, yeah, anxiety around that, the pressure. But phobia, no, it's not a phobia. Is it? Okay. What um, about any secret talents? Um, are you a guitarist? Yeah. Well, I, I do play guitar. I'm quite quite handy. Right. handy? Of course he plays I can handle myself. He's like a hippie. Look at him. Of course he plays guitar. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, we play, I played in a, I play in a cover band in Sweden. Ah, so nice. we do like uh, gigs, do pop gigs, and then sometimes uh, play at weddings and stuff. And who you... Co- really? Yeah. And who'd you cover? Uh, all sorts. M- yeah, all sorts, but mainly like the um, Britpop era, Oasis, Blur, and then like you do the Creedence covers and yeah, Stones. Yeah. And you'll go to weddings and perform at weddings. Love that. Yeah, no, that's that's class. That. I love that. You don't put that on your Instagram, do you? Uh, no. That's a, that's a good secret talent. Yeah. That is a very good secret talent. To be talent. fair, every footballer we've gone on, we go, have you got any secret talents? And everyone oh. goes, nope. Nope. <laughs> Not even an option. I'm good at football. That's yeah. enough. Not that's enough. Um, this is a good question. Yeah. If you could live a day in the life of mm. any person ever, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I'm, I'm always terrible at this time. This type of quiz. That's a hard one to do uh, on the spot, isn't it? Uh, it well, speaking of music, then to be to be, I think you have two dreams growing up. Or I had at least. You know, one was to be a rock star, and one was to be a footballer. Yeah. So it would be some kind of rock star. We've had the best life as a rock star. I would say Mick Jagger. Jagger, yeah. Yeah. gotta be. But maybe not Mick Jagger now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mick, Mick Jagger yeah, in his prime. In his pomp, yeah. Yeah, sixty nine. Whether we're living in in the in the French uh, in the south of France. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I like yeah, that's, that's a, a good that's a great one. What about um, over your football career? Who is the player you would most like on your team in a quiz? The intelligent ones. What, you think I'm going to say you? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. I would say uh, I'll pick someone from West Brom. I would think Fletch would have been oh, quite well. Darren Fletcher. Yeah, Darren Fletcher. Fletcher. Fletcher's yeah. a smart guy. Half clever. 
Half clever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And then what about the player you would not like on your team in a quiz? And a you quiz. can't say Ben. I'm going to go West Brom again. Yeah. Oh, oh right. it's easy. It's James McLean. Oh, yeah. yeah there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Liam yeah. Ridgewell. But yeah. Yeah, Richie, he might be up there as well. But McLean for me. Love you. I love them both, by the way. I yeah, do love me too. Reggie and James McLean. Very nice fantastic guys. people. Yeah. Lovely, lovely yeah. people. Um, Jonas, mate, thank you so much. We really appreciate Pleasure. it. Pleasure. It's great fun. You travel Sorry, am I struggling with my English uh, no, from bits? No, your English is fantastic. fantastic. I just struggled there. It's yeah. absolutely fantastic. You, <laughs> right. you traveled all the way over from Sweden just to just see us to and this. do this. Yeah. Just to yeah. see us. Yeah. He didn't. He was doing media stuff and now he just happened to be here. <laughs> uh, but we do appreciate it. You're an absolute legend. It's lovely to see you. You're a very good friend of mine. I would go for a handshake. Yeah. <laughs> up the podcast, up the podcast. Well, well done mate thanks everybody for watching we hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the podcast don't forget to give us a follow on spotify up the podcast <laughs>